Welcome back to another episode of Flip the Coals. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Happy Tuesday. Yes, we are a little late this week. Better late than never. But never late is better. We know. Yeah, we're here though. We're we here. Are, we are. Um, things happen. Life happens. Uh, we will do our best to get you our episodes every Sunday. Um, but this week was just a little hectic. The week itself wasn't hectic, but we had a weekend trip. Yeah, we had and a we weekend. we came home on Sunday, on Valentine's Day. Yes. If you celebrate, I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> what is that? What? If you celebrate, I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Because it's just a little cute little voice. All right. So... This weekend. How'd the weekend start? Um, We drove to Maine. It was a long drive. We went in the middle of the wee hours of the night. And uh, it was... Much against my will. Yes. Initially. Initially. But it was for the best. We got to Maine pretty late. And we went for my girl's 30th birthday. Shout out to... Fasha, if you know, you know. (laughs) My girl turned 30 and it was a celebration. We went on a little ski trip. It was a blast. We had Mm. fun. We We were COVID tested and screened and confirmed negativity video. Yes. Before we hit the road. We all got a COVID test. We shared our results with each other in our group chat. We were very responsible. We asked that no one saw anybody in the meantime. And yeah, we hit the road. Yeah. Um, It was like a three and a half hour drive from our house. Yeah. And we left at like 1130. 11.45, dropped Henry off at my mom's house, and then continued on up to Maine um, with nobody on the road. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed no one being on the road. Yeah, it was good. I'm sure it was good. Because you were sleeping. Um... I drove to Cambridge, and then I stayed awake for part of the drive, and then I passed out. Yeah. I had a long day. Before that, I drove to Cambridge and then back and then drove to Cambridge again. Hey, it'd be like that sometimes. It do. But um, we got there at like four in the morning. Was it four in the morning? It was four in the motherfucking morning. And uh, yeah, that, that that was that kicked off the weekend. It did. And then we uh, we got there. We had a great time. We we had some bomb ass fried chicken and baked mac and cheese god damn yes the best fried still chicken about it. i'm still thinking about it yeah swear the to god. best fried chicken shout out to my man my bestie marquise yes the motherfucking og, OG swagger, swagger chicken wing <laughs> chef connoisseur yes. nigga yeah it was bomb god damn yeah and i'm we, still thinking about it and and I'm going to put up a poll because there seemed to be some controversy in the household when I opened the fridge the following day and proceeded to get down on a cold chicken wing. Yeah. And niggas was acting like they don't ever eat cold chicken. Because they don't. 
Yes, they do. That's a thing. Okay, maybe it's a thing for you, but for everybody else in the um on the trip, nobody fucked with cold fried chicken. Cold crunchy fried chicken, not no cold chicken with little soggy sauce spot. Cold crunchy fried chicken. So whoosh, right when you bite into that, that was superb. I didn't partake in any of that non. Nonsense. We're, we're putting a poll up because I'm not the only person that eats. I'm sure you're not the only meat. psychopath out there. I'm sure there are others wow. um, that join you in the tomfoolery. I do not. I ate that. I was the first to have a piece that night. Yes, I snuck and I took one and I ate it. Honestly, I did. And it was delicious. Um, but I didn't partake in the cold fried chicken foolishness. And after that, we turned up, we had cake, we had drinks, we were dancing, all that. Yeah. Next day, we went skiing. It yeah. was wonderful. That was a fun night. I slept on the floor all night. Yeah, I didn't notice. Somehow, <laughs> got dressed uh, got dressed again and fell asleep on the floor, and my back felt great. Sleeping on that flat floor. Ooh, I woke good. up in shambles. We all did. And then... My girl, Sasha, bought Pedialyte. You know, you know, we all knew we would be turned up. And she <laughs> bought some strawberry kiwi Pedialyte. Yeah. I almost fucking vomited from the Pedialyte. Not from the goddamn drinks, but from the Pedialyte. I couldn't even drink it. You know when they put, like, gate on the back of a word? Like, the end of a word? Because there was, like, some controversy around it? Yes. There was, pe- there was low-key Pedialyte gate. Yes. And Sasha came downstairs and she's like, who drank all this Pedialyte? Right? Oh, are we confessing? <laughs> right. These are my confessions. And I may or may not have woke up at like the crack of ass feeling drier than the Sahara Desert and extremely parched. Yes. And thought hydration. Hello. Mm-hmm. Necessary. Of course. I didn't keep track of how much Pedialyte I drank. <laughs> And I was guzzling to the neck. Gone. Right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I owe you Pedialyte or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I play dumb. She came down to She's like, who drank all the Pedialyte? I'm like, damn, someone drank all the Pedialyte? That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you was going to blow up your spot. I had to. I had to. I had to. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's done. It's gone. If and life is about love. And friendship and, most importantly, forgiveness. <laughs> so, you know, we're coming clean. Yeah. So that was our weekend. It was uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. We didn't even get into skiing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Skiing. We was on the slopes going yes, crazy. we were. It was so fun. You Everybody, had on your little suit. I did. I had on my little suit. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really take enough pictures on the slopes or even in my little fit. Even if you did. <laughs> You are unrecognizable. I was. I was. But I was so fucking warm. I have gone skiing in the past and just not really been prepared. And I always just get so cold. And so this time I was not having that. I literally had on three layers underneath my snowsuit or ski suit or whatever you want to call it. That was like a speed ski suit. Yeah. That shit was warm. Okay. And I also had on my gloves. I had on heat tech. I had on the full face mask and my, you know, my goggles and the helmet and, and the whole get up. You couldn't tell it was me unless you, you knew it was me. Incognito. I definitely was. And for a lot of uh, for a lot of our group, 
that does not even make sense. Most of our group had never skied. And so it was their first time and skied or snowboarded. Yeah. I think it was just a little, uh, overwhelming for some and falling a lot was just yeah cool. falling is never easy you know but no. you know uh niggas was thugging it out 100 percent stuck it out figured it out learned on the go and by the end of the day dudes was going down the slopes and we decided that we're taking this up as a hobby yes we we're have so it. much fun when we go we we ski every couple of years and like i can get down the mountain just fine without falling or whatever but I want to ski a lot more so that I can comfortably hit the blues and maybe the black. Honestly, one day, truly. Yeah, the 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 blues are chill. The black didn't go on it because I was a little nervous. Right now. <laughs> but and I, was, I only went down like a couple times because niggas was you know doing what we had to do and whatnot, being with with, with the peoples and them. You get me? So. Um, next time we go, um, I'm stepping it up. Yeah. And I was trying to help, I was trying to help the, uh, folks who haven't skied and I'm like, yo, whatever you do, okay, whatever you do, don't fall. If you think you're going to fall, you're going to fall. And that's all I had to give niggas because I can't, I can't help you. All right. I'm trying to get down this mountain myself. Mind over matter. Yeah, exactly. If you start to panic, your body's going to start to panic and you're going to fall. Yeah. So if you're out here, if you're, you're an avid skier slash snowboarder, slide in the dms let us know where you be going to we need we need an, we need some mountains to hit up yeah we'll and be, some equipment recommendations yes because we're going to be hitting the slopes definitely a couple more times this year for sure and then in the future just a lot more because we just have a ton of fun on the mountain yeah so uh that was the weekend we came back on valentine's day we did and that is why you're getting this episode right now, a whole 48 hours later than you normally do. Yes. Um, we got some questions. We do. We have a lot of questions from the little poll that we put up. Do you want to talk about Valentine's Day? Or are we going <laughs> to... <laughs> so we, we've been together, as you guys know, if you have been listening. But if you haven't, we've been together for 11 years. And so we've celebrated Valentine's Day in so many different ways over the years. And it just kind of becomes this thing. Well, it became this thing for us that was just like, eh, whatever. You know, like we show our love throughout the year, every day. Yeah. Every day is like Valentine's Day. It didn't day. become a non... Like maybe, In a way, it did. Uh, over the years, it did. I think this year is different because we had a big-ass holiday time and, like, anniversary, birthday time. Like, there's just mad shit going on. Yeah, on top of, you know, it being COVID and, yeah. and being limited to what you can do comfortably. And, and going out to eat is just not the wave, honestly. It's like feels like so much stress when we could just especially for you and i to go out to eat it's just like we can stay home and have a nice dinner or yeah out or whatever yeah but nubian did surprise me honestly with a trip of a lifetime and uh we will be going to japan for two weeks and this is the first trip that he's ever planned and booked all on his own uh, speaking my love language and i'm so excited and i'm looking forward to it obviously We've been wanting to go to Japan for the longest. It's yeah. the number one destination on my list. On both of ours. And I think, yeah, it became a higher on your list. Yeah, I it's always like. been on my list. But my love for the culture and for the country has grown because of your love. And so I've been wanting to go for a while. And like I said, 
we love to travel so much and we try to travel as much as we can. And so when we do travel, it's usually me that plans the trip and all the details. And Nubian usually hasn't even seen the hotel or the Airbnb and doesn't know much about the trip. And the day of, he finally is like, can you just send me the Airbnb link? I want to see or where are we flying into and all that good stuff. So this is the first trip in 11 years that he's planned on his own. I didn't know anything about it. first one. Yes. Uh, And I even after I got the confirmation, first of all, it was sort of like a little catalyst in my mind i was like yo yolo for real like we said it there's a tweet somewhere that i tweeted that we're going this year no matter what right so life is short and shit happens and you just gotta fucking do it sometimes you know gotta do it now or never not 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 entirely not for everything but something like that a couple months down the line already confirmed we, now we got a plan. We got to build out an itinerary. We got to do all the all the uh, pre-trip stuff. Yeah, this is a big trip. Like other trips that we take. I mean, we've had other big trips, but other trips that we take besides Thailand or Hawaii, they're usually just six hours or less, seven hours or less. And we can do them in a week or under a week. But this is a big trip. This is a two-week trip. This is a 17-hour flight. And so there's a lot of planning that needs to go into it and yeah. with uh with everything going on with covid and all that we know that regulations and things will change as time goes on as vaccines roll out and, and whatnot so obviously we'll keep our eyes on that but we have we have a good eight months to go until that trip comes around and so. seven months it's not even eight eight months no eight months march nine april nine months, May, June, <laughs> nine nine months. months. Nine hey it don't matter we listen yeah, everything is flexible. So if things need to change at some point, they'll change. But we're going. Period. We're going. I'm yeah, um, super excited. Speaking of traveling, I believe there were some questions regarding traveling. Yeah. Yes, we got a bunch of questions actually about traveling. And one of them was, what are some of your favorite places that you've traveled to and why? Um, you want to start it off? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite places, and I've mentioned this before, and I talk about it all the time is Paris. I love Paris. And that's probably because I have so much family there mm. and we've gone like six or seven times. And every time we go, it's literally such a good time. Um, we hang out with my cousins. We hang out with their friends. We go to all the places that they go to. So I really feel like a local when I go there. I don't feel like, you know, a tourist. I really feel like this is my second home. And I know that, you know, when I travel to other places, it's different. It, it re- I really do feel like a tourist. I end up in like all the touristy places and I don't know any locals there. And so I end up doing what Google tells me to do or what I see on Instagram. And yeah. it's so different in Paris. I really just love the culture. I love the museums. I love just chilling at my aunt's house. Like there's just so much going on there. Um, I like getting picked up from the airport. <laughs> yeah, I that's love. nice. <laughs> and I, I sort of always think about it and I'm like, oh, well, we're not really like when we travel, we just be with each other. Yeah. And we're not like, oh, let's go socialize everybody, blah, blah, blah. But it is great having somebody there, family, a friend that we can talk to and be like, yo, what, 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 is, this place, what is this place right here? Right. How do you say this? Right. You, oh, what? Y'all do it like that? That's crazy. Right. Oh, what's that right there? And, you know, 
so so what y'all be doing right on your random times mm-hmm. and french people parisians love paris they do they they themselves act like tourists i feel like yeah, for real <laughs> if you follow my cousins on instagram you'll see the eiffel tower every other day posted on there you'll see all of the you know monuments posted on their social media like they love paris they really do and i love it too i, I get too. it yeah, I, I yo, when you're there the city of lights yes whoo it just looks golden at night riding around listening to some bops you're just like damn it, it definitely this is, is a vibe it's a vibe yeah and every time it's a different experience and every time it's a different like vibe, but it's always a good vibe. Yeah. And you know what? You know what I think separates Paris from a lot of other places? What? There are places people go to and they enjoy and they're like, oh, my God, I love it here. Whatever, whatever. People fall in love with Paris. Yes. Like there's a reason why that shit is. It's just so charming. But I also have heard people say like that they found it underwhelming. Like they, you know, it was painted to be like this. I don't know this like incredible place and they go and they feel underwhelmed. I don't understand that, but Paris has some griminess. Of course. Everywhere does. Not everywhere. Where does, where, where Maui has no griminess. Nowhere we went in Maui has griminess. I'm sure there are places that, you know, that do. Yeah, maybe, but it's not, it's not like a, an industrial industrial city. It's not a city. Yeah. That's you know what I'm true. That's Any true. city will have some. There are no billboards. They're very like regulated in, in what yeah. they allow and what they don't allow onto the islands. And they take a lot of pride in 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 their islands, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Paris is definitely one of my favorite places. Another one is Amsterdam that we went to accidentally, not accidentally, sort of last minute pivot. Yeah. We, you're working at Delta. We were going to Italy. The flight was looking a little dicey. Yeah. And last second, we were like, uh, we can get first class going to Amsterdam. Let's go there. Fuck we're it. going to Amsterdam. <laughs> we so. literally had a whole itinerary that my sister made up for us for Italy. And when we got to the airport, it was not looking good. And we were like, all right, throw out that itinerary and let's get on this flight to Amsterdam and yeah. book the Airbnb while we were on the flight and all that. Two non weed smokers going to Amsterdam. Yeah. Amsterdam is so much more than just like legal weed, weed yeah. and the, the coffee shops and, and stuff. And the red light district. Yeah. But it was fun going there <laughs> and it was fun go. dabbling in all the vices. It was. <laughs> and going to Anne Frank's house which that is was fucking mind blowing. That was wild. Anne Frank's house? We. The funny thing is you know how sometimes you go somewhere and in the moment you don't realize how insane it was like Going to Anne Frank's house, like, that was crazy. Like, being there, like, in that moment, I was, like, freaking out, like, internally. Like, holy fucking shit. It's like Anne Frank, man. We was this is the, the shit we Anne's. read about. Like, what? This is nuts. It was crazy. <laughs> Yo, the only other thing I could think of, like, throughout history, being somewhere, is, like, going to the fucking slave ports or some shit. Like, right. on Ooh. the fucking western coast of Africa. Yeah. Like, uh, like they have holding cells still like where they would lead the enslaved Africans onto the ships like going there will probably like I'll probably feel that to my the, my bone marrow 
Yeah. But that's how I felt at Anne Frank's house. I felt that same way. And going up the stairs. And oh. oh my God, that was, if you are going to Amsterdam or if you've been to Amsterdam and you haven't, you didn't go to Anne Frank's house because I know that, you know, it's hard to get tickets. We got really lucky. We just ended up, um, we weren't able to get tickets online. So we ended up going there and just waiting in line. We were lucky enough to make it before the cutoff. But if you're going plan ahead, buy your tickets, make sure no, you I go. Think, I think that we did buy them online, but we got them like. We were like, we walked there. We were like, oh, you have to buy them online. Everybody was sitting out there. Like, you had to buy them online. For oh, some really? Reason. And okay. we just bought them right there. We didn't have to wait at all. It was like 15 minutes or something. We yeah. went right in. But that's it like. It's cold, too. Not on some, that. like, obviously, not. Like, that's my. That's the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating periods in history for me, like times. I'm like, this shit that is, is fuck fucking too. crazy. Yeah. Very sad like, time. That shit is a fucking real life movie. Like that Gives you don't even chills. think I it's literally real. literally have the chills. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like reading the mouse books. You ever read those? Mm, I don't know. Like M A U S the mouse comic books where it's like the so. cats are the Nazis and the the mice are I don't that think could so. low key be some anti Semitic shit low key. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know, but that. they had it in our libraries in school and stuff. Yeah, I used to read those. Though. Them, them shits was crazy. Yeah, we went to a lot of museums when we were there, though. Anne Frank's house. We we indulged and were super high one day and ended up flushing <laughs> the other fucking blunt down the goddamn Blunts. toilet. Yeah. Blunt. Yeah, we were like, oh, hell no. Flush that down the <laughs> Yo, toilet. We wasted a whole goddamn day, I feel like. We were, yeah, yeah that was fun, though. We were it's cackling. such a oh beautiful God. city and it's mad walkable. Like yes. I, I I was so blown away by by Amsterdam that I came back and I read a book about the Netherlands in Amsterdam and I was like the history and I was just like, damn. I, I love shit. that about you. I love how you get all into stuff and read about it and just really dive in and, and you just become so like enthralled. Oh, thank you so much. You're so aggravating. And another place that, so yeah, so we have Paris, we have Amsterdam and another place. And I'm sorry, but Morocco is obviously one of my favorite places on this fucking planet. I love going back home and it's somewhere that, you know, I don't go back enough. I used to go a ton when I was younger just because in the summertime, my parents would be like, see ya, go to Morocco and spend the summer there. And I would get to hang out with my cousins. That's immigrant summer camp. Yeah, that is immigrant. I never went to summer camp. That was my summer camp. But Morocco is incredible. If you have never been, if you want to go, you that was another question. So that was another question. Give, yes. give some give some tips. Yes. Where um, do people need to go? Wow, that's hard. What do they need to see? Traveling to Morocco is is different. I feel like if you're going and you don't know somebody that's Moroccan or you don't know someone that can like give you some advice or some tips like i can imagine that it's hard to navigate you know not well, everybody people, there not everybody but english people some people english. do but not everyone and it can be like a culture shock it's so different you're not going to europe you don't i don't think you have a culture shock when you go to paris or when you go to amsterdam like yes it is nah. very different than the states but going to morocco that's a completely different world it's a completely different trip you know you I recommend that you find somebody out there to, to like guide you like a tour guide or somebody somebody that you can spend the week with and see Morocco for what it really is you definitely got to hit up the hammam you know which is like the big bathhouse 
that's like a huge cultural experience. You just got to do it. You got to go to Marrakesh. I've never gone to a Hammam. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why. You got to go to Marrakesh when you're there. I'm from Muhammadiyah. Um, I don't know that there is a ton in Muhammadiyah. Is there? The beaches. Yeah, there are the beaches and the stuff. The beaches and it's like, it's developed a lot since the first time I went. Really? Hell yeah. Wow, I don't really. Yeah, they got like they they like the little shopping, little food area and stuff. Like okay. they, I feel like they've developed it a okay. good amount. They're always developing shit there, though. They definitely are. I mean, there's so much to do. But if you're gonna go, you have to go to Marrakesh. You have to go to um, I you know people want to go to Casablanca. In Marrakesh, there's the uh the big um market, the night market. Yep, Jamal Lefna. is that's where you can go to all the souks. Yep, and it's a huge sok, and you can go and you can shop. You can buy, you know, clothes, home goods. You can get street food. There are so many street vendors. They'll be pulling you left and right to come to their little stands. There's the best orange juice you'll ever have in your life in Morocco. It's mm-hmm. a fresh cup of squeezed orange juice. You can have babouche, which is like snails, like a snail soup, and it's a bomb. Nyla loved it when she had it. If a freaking 11-year-old can try snails, you can try it. Yeah. Um, and Wait, just go. a little, little side note. We're at the market. Oh, God. We're at the souk, the night market, and there's like this vendor that's writing people's names in Arabic oh on these God. little placards. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Obviously, you're in Morocco. Get your name written in Arabic. She insisted on getting her name written in just English. English letters. I'm yep. like, fam, what What are you getting this for? That is hilarious. She did not want it in, in Arabic. She wanted it. In I, I almost fought her yeah. in the market because yeah. I was like, Doug, we are in Morocco. Mm-hmm. What do what you could get this? Back downtown home. boston maybe god i know and if you don't know last uh two summers ago my sister got married and we took a ton of people to morocco they all came down for my sister's wedding and it was a whole thing and of course i turned into the tour guide and so my sister's friends that went down there for her wedding and the people that i brought which is nubian's mom and little sister and um my friends that came down all were with me and none of them spoke English. So I'm taking them to Marrakesh. They didn't speak English. That's I mean, crazy. spoke Arabic. That's, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They all ended up with me. So I, I fucking ended up as a tour guide. And you guys. It'd be like that. It'd be stressful. Everybody's yeah. trying to have you haggle for them. And you got to tell everybody what everything is. And you got to, you know, show everybody around. So that was, that was not a vacation for me. I, I turned into a whole full-blown tour guide. All I needed was a goddamn fucking... What are those stick things that the Asians be carrying around? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. But shout out to all the Asians out there. I know that y'all are facing some adversity. No, they are are advanced. Okay. I needed that little stick thing. It's like the tour guys like go through Harvard Square. It's like a little metal flag or a little thing. I needed that. All right. Because I I had to locate everybody. Yeah, so Morocco is a beautiful country. It is a very welcoming country. Um, the food is amazing. The people are super friendly. You can go to the beaches. You can go to the desert. Marrakesh is hot as shit. You can go there. We went to Vicky Beach when we were out there. Vicky Beach or Nikki Beach? Vicky Beach is in Muhammadiyah. Nikki mm. Beach is in Marrakesh. Oh, that's the knockoff joint. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Vic- Vicky Beach. 
Nikki. I don't know. Y'all know. Google it. Drake rapped about no, it. No, it's Nikki Beach that's in Marrakesh. Y'all know the vibes. We and we there. spent a day on Nikki Beach and that was fun. Um, it's just it's literally just a pool, a massive pool and a bar and a restaurant and it's hot as shit out there. So you just you want to be in the water and you want to be drinking and eating and relaxing. Um, and it's a cute vibe and set up like nice little ambiance. But if you want to go to Morocco and you have questions, hit me up. There's just way too much to cover. I cannot do it on this podcast. There's a lot. It's amazing. Go in the summertime. That's that's a busy season. But go. It's fun. It's safe. People are friendly. People want to help you out. They're going to run up the check on you at the Sok because you're a tourist. But pay the extra fucking dollars the and game, don't haggle. The support the, the goddamn. Game. Yeah, support the people, man. Come on. Stop playing with me. Don't make me haggle for you. couple dollars. God damn it. Just support the locals, you know? They might they might be, you know, getting over on you a couple of dollars, but it's it's usually never anything crazy and they're they're out there working hard, you know, they're not making, you know, tons of money. They're not becoming millionaires after off of your one or two dollars that they're charging you. Um, Even if they were becoming millionaires. But they're not. That's what I'm they're not. They're hardworking people. And yeah. I can't with the haggling. I don't do it myself and I'm Moroccan, so if I don't do it, you don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, one one last place. One last place. I had to pick one more place. Thailand is amazing. It's so different also from here. Um, you have Bangkok, which is crazy. It's like New York City on steroids, okay? You haven't seen city until you s- see Bangkok. It is so, so, so lively. Is that mm. the word? Yeah. Yeah. And we went to this crazy market can't even remember the name of it chatuchuk chatuchuk market oh good memory yeah. <laughs> chatuchuk market that's dope they had like they were selling dogs which is sad they were selling dogs and then they were selling like outfits and then there's street food and it's it, you can't cover even a quarter of it in a day i think there's like thousands of there are, stalls mm-hmm. yeah and it's fire and then we we spent time in bangkok and then we spent time in um phuket so we flew to phuket and spent some time there and Holy motherfucking shit. Like, I've never seen beaches so beautiful. Yeah, that was paradise. And, and the whole trip was paradise, low-key, because that conversion rate was very nice. Yeah. Like, going there, you're like, what? Room service every night? Can't decide what you want? Get a couple things? That Get was, it all. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That was um, really nice. So if you haven't been to Thailand, the, the flight is very long. We went from here to Qatar. And then from Qatar to Bangkok and then spent a week in Bangkok and then went to Phuket for a couple of days yeah. and then flew back to Bangkok. So it's a long flight. It's like 20 something hours, but it's worth it. It's beautiful. The, the food is incredible. Like there was not one meal I had that was not good. It yeah. was delicious. Um, it was maggot. And <clears throat> uh, very rich culture. Very. And a lot of people speak English there. Yeah. Which as an you know it's terrible because as americans right like you expect to go to another country and for them to speak english and you get annoyed when they don't like people get annoyed anno- i don't but i know people do mm-hmm. get frustrated and it's like you're in fucking thailand speak thai like you need to pick <laughs> up a book and try to speak their language you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like if you learn like a greeting study cup you know what i'm saying it's not a little <laughs> Thank you. Right. You know, you're able to you're able to navigate. People appreciate when you put in some little effort. Yeah. Even if you 
completely butcher what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they appreciate it. They yeah. appreciate that. And I just had a flashback to when we were we went on that day trip on the boat and that fucking speedboat. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. We went to the PP Island. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, cause we were on this little tiny speedboat and they were going so fast and the damn water was whipping us all over the place. And <laughs> yeah. our tour guide, the person on the boat did not like, you remember he kept saying, see him, we're not going to keep, this is, we're oh not my goodness. highlighting okay, fine. hate. Er, we're not, we're going to scratch podcast. that out, but Thailand is beautiful. The people are amazing. Friendly. It was, it was incredible. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, but somebody else asked, what are the pros and cons of traveling with your partner? Um, so like to talk about couples traveling, all of my trips are with Nubian. The pros. What, are, so the, many what pros. are the pros? There's so many pros. You get to experience traveling the world with the person that you love, creating memories, obviously experiencing things for the first time together, mm-hmm. navigating a different country together, you know, just we both enjoy very similar things. And so enjoying those things together and creating those memories obviously is amazing. Um, I don't know that there are any cons and I'm sure like, I don't, I don't know any cons. I really don't. And I'm not saying that just to be like, everything is perfect. It's not obviously when you go on a trip, something could happen and something could irritate you, but it's not, you know what some potential cons could be what when people aren't on the same page. But we're never not on the same page I'm about when we travel. General, we can speak on other couples and okay. stuff. We can okay. speak on, um, you know, you could speak just generally That's about true. cons that somebody could have. That's true. Yeah. You so, know? for example, if you go to another country and you want to explore all the museums and your partner doesn't like museums, I could see that being an issue. If they find it boring and it's a waste of time, you know, they spend all this time and money traveling to another country and they don't want to see the things that you want to see that could be a con um i don't i don't think we've ever had that issue <laughs> we've always just no. been open to like each other's interests and we enjoy doing the same things and even if it's not something that we would pick like if you want to go to a store i know there when we went to paris for example there were stores that you wanted to go to that i didn't know anything about but i was down for the ride yeah and I think that whatever happens or whatever is your norm when you're at home can potentially be your norm when you're away. Oh, of course. So if, you know, if you argue over some stupid shit, you're bound to argue about some stupid shit while traveling. And traveling at times, like you're on vacation, you're supposed to be relaxing, just enjoying yourself, going with the breeze. But shit happens. You know, right. You might miss a flight. You might God really want to do something and then you can't do it and you got to pivot. Um, you might get somewhere and realize that where you're trying to go is too far. It just doesn't work with the rest of your day or whatever. Right. Like you got to be able to roll with the punches when traveling. Yeah, I definitely. feel like that's a general thing. And even going outside of traveling as a couple, when you're traveling with friends, like that's somebody that you are not living with on a day to day basis right. and You're learning how to navigate different conflicts with them. So I think traveling with friends can potentially be much messier than traveling with your significant or other. Or trickier. I'm sure it's worth it. Creating memories with your friends and traveling with your friends. We travel with our friends. Yeah, we travel with one person consistently. Yeah. So and he's 
a whole lot to handle. (laughs) Shout out Antoine. (laughs) But um, we have a good time when we travel with him and it's always like a good vibe. But if you if you're traveling and even when you're here, there's things that are worth it and there are things that aren't worth it. Like there's no need to get into like an argument or let things drag on. So if your partner is really interested or invested in something and wants to see it and it's not necessarily something that you are as invested in, you need to be interested for your partner because that makes them happy. You know, like if I wanted to go to a certain store, I I know we will go into stores that you necessarily wouldn't care to go into and vice versa, but we're cool about it. It's never an issue. Um, It's always just a matter of uh, not compromise, but just, understanding your spouse's interests and and wanting them to also be happy and be fulfilled in their in their trip or whatever we we have a very similar travel style where we don't we just play it by air for the most part there might be like one thing that we want to do on that particular day and we're like all right let's go do that on our way there might stop at a cafe after that let's figure out what we're doing yeah we we don't ever have a agenda like a full agenda and because i just feel like that takes the fun out of it we both feel that way and you might be listening to this and you're like y'all a bug in i like to have an agenda and your partner feels the same way and you like to hit x y and z spot and you want to get up at 6 a.m and hit all these places but we like to wake up when we wake up and which isn't too late and we want to just get a good breakfast and then hit that one spot that we have in mind for that day and let the rest of the day just be organic let it flow naturally and things happen naturally and so that way you know you can go according to your mood yeah another question which we can kind of tie into traveling and we can speak about it generally is discussing finances oh yes with your significant other um traveling you should probably be on the same page and i can imagine that it's different if you're just dating and you don't know the ins and outs and you got it set up a certain way and then you go on a trip and it's like i could imagine somebody being a little stressed out if they're like damn this is a this is like a date that keeps on going right and i don't know how i'm supposed to maintain it i could see that being an issue i think the worst thing that you can do in those situations is not communicate ahead of time there is a time to discuss finances um And it doesn't need to be early on in your relationship, especially if you guys aren't living together. You've only been dating a couple of months or even, you know, you're dating a year and you don't need to be in each other's bank accounts. I really don't think that that's appropriate or necessary, but I do think that it's important to understand each other's um, spending habits. So if your partner um, doesn't value certain things that you value, you know, it's important to have those conversations. Some people see travel as a complete waste of money and time. For example, we're just going to use that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that might be something that's very important to you and you feel like that, is money well spent and it's it's worth every every dollar that's a conversation you need to have because that can cause a lot of problems in the long run you Mm -hmm. know if Mm -hmm. you can't come to a middle ground on that that's going to be an issue you know you're going to have to end up doing those things without your partner or with your partner feeling some type of way about it and so i think it's really important for you to communicate early on what's important to you you know what what is worth your money and what isn't. I think you also need to do a little bit of 
research. A hundred percent. So even when you're just talking to somebody, you start dating them, you should find out what they do for a living. Uh, of course. Do some Googles. See what that that salary is looking like or that uh, the pay range. Right. Just get a little idea. And even then, you don't know what somebody's particular situation is. You don't know if they're supporting other family members. You don't know anything. Right. But if you're getting into the... If you are already at that stage where you're discussing finances, then it's okay for you both to share with each other how much it is that you make, don't you think? If you're entering that stage of discussing finances, then that's on the table. Sometimes they're not even... How do you even know the stage? Sometimes niggas just travel together and they're not at that stage particularly. They're not at that particular stage, Right, but according to this specific listeners question they said that they're discussing finances that they're at the beginning stages of discussing finances and so i think that it's okay for you to both say oh i make x amount and you know i like to save x amount and i like to allocate this much for you know extracurricular activities and you know the rest i like to save i don't really like to spend my money on clothes you know i don't necessarily think that it would be very easy to date somebody or be with somebody that has different priorities from you. Do you think? Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like if you enjoy to, if you if you are the type of person that enjoys, you know, traveling or even just you really enjoy going to the movies or going, let me just say skiing, going out to eat, like, and then you like to save 10% of every check, and you are also helping support your mima. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like those are things that you need to be very transparent about when you're getting when you get to that stage of discussing finances. It's important for you both to understand how you allocate your funds so that you can have a successful relationship. Yeah. And, and we're we're at the point where like everything is joint. Like we have like you have uh, maybe a credit card or two in your name. I have some cards in my name, but everything is joint. Yeah, we have so a joint account. we have times where we're like, all right, got to pump the brakes a little bit. We've been whiling a little, little bit. Yeah. We, I mean, we've been whiling. Let's yeah. dial it back. Right. Recenter. Right. And refocus on what what are the goals, especially if we have goals that we're working towards, like we want to remodel the kitchen. We want to redo a room. We got to do this. We want to do that. Like, all right, we're going to dial it back a little bit. We can uh, cut this, this, and this out, but without jeopardizing quality of life. A hundred percent. And that's the most important thing. But if you, if you're not at that stage where you're, where you have a joint account um, or where your finances are intertwined, it, it is still important for you to understand how you both, what your relationship is with money. Yeah. And I think being like just being courteous like there's you're not on Twitter as much as I am. or Maybe you are coming up now, but there are there's so much back and forth on Twitter around like you should be with somebody who's paying all the rent and you should be paying all this and you shouldn't be paying nothing and buying you Birkin bags. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Okay, I'm so sorry. I don't even want to go down that fucking rabbit hole because since the fuck when are we you know, relying on one partner to provide 100% and to, you know, fulfill these crazy expectations. Like, 
even through Valentine's Day, I saw a lot of posts and things like that where, you know, people are like, if you're dating a man and he didn't get you like this kind of gift and took you out to dinner and, you know, fucking put rose petals all over the bed and have candles all over the place with a Birkin bag in the middle of the heart. Like, come on. You guys are getting fucking out of control for the people that are posting those things. Like in a relationship, you both need to go in 50 50. That's my that's my, you Mm -hmm. know. That's how I feel about it. And if you feel differently and you feel like as a woman or as a whatever, whichever partner, you feel like you don't need to pay bills. You don't need to do anything but be present in that relationship and your money stays to your, you know, in your account and your partner is the one that handles all the finances and expenses. That's that's insane to me. I don't even want to get into that because there's so much that you can say about it. But yeah i feel like especially at our stage where everything is joint it it becomes like the priority or the focus is on the gesture right because it's like i don't know you go back if you do a fucking audit and you'd be like oh well you pay for this or this and it's like what's the gesture what is the intent behind the action right because it's all if it's all coming out the same pot it's like i don't know It, it, it it's there isn't like a financial string attached to like the action it's like the action itself 100 percent. it's the thought and the time and the effort that it took um and that went into it um but this is a very this is when you get way down the line in your relationship and you're at that stage where you are you know sharing one account and everything is being poured into that account or the vast majority of it is being poured into that account then it becomes about the thought and the gesture because when you reach that stage, then you, like Nubian was saying, have a goal like, OK, we are saving X amount of our money. We also have these projects to work on that we need to allocate money for. And then we have this pot of money that we can spend um, on other things. I think not it's, necessities. it's always about the thought and the gesture, even if you don't have your stuff all pulled together. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, you know, there's people have expectations that have been set or inflated by what they see online and they're like why aren't you taking me to this five-star restaurant and then to a hotel and treating me to get my nails and hair done or buying me a playstation why aren't you fucking cooking for me like there's all types of stuff there's all types of expectations that people have that's what happens when you don't think about what makes you happy but you what what makes the general and not even what makes the general public but what is being posted on social media and what looks good and doing it for the gram right like when you start doing shit for the gram and and we're all guilty of it at one point or another but when you start exclusively doing things for the gram then you're not doing things for your happiness you're doing things to be performative you're doing things for likes and comments and for people to envy you to a degree or to, to want what you have right so that's a whole other also that's a whole other topic and conversation it's the impact and the influence that social media has on our lives and it's so big it's so great and you can even see it just through this past weekend how over the top a lot of these things are and it could be that people are doing it for their partner but a lot of times people are just comparing their situation to somebody else's and that's when you just become miserable because you know he got her you know 12 dozen roses and you only got me one and she went to this restaurant and you made me dinner and that's not you know that, that that's not 
filling me whatever come on you know what they say comparison is the thief of joy there you go and that's what we have to say about that do not compare your life to anybody else and and do not compare your partner to anybody else and you know be really conscious of what really makes you happy like what makes you feel good what fulfills you and not what looks good for others or to others don't be performative you know yeah i agree but back to the finances i think to wrap that up i think the most important thing is if you have questions ask them if you you know if you're not sure where you stand um with your partner when it comes to finances and what's important to them and how they deal with their money or how they spend their money ask i don't think there's anything wrong with that if you that conversation has already been um has already started then there's nothing wrong with asking questions it's yeah. really it really is important i think finances are like the number one cause of divorce in this country and shying away from having that conversation is going to do you more harm than good. So there's no right or wrong way to go about it. It's just what is important to you. What is sitting, you know, what's sitting heavily. Um, is it on your heart or on your mind? Just ask, you know, be honest, be transparent. Yeah. Especially um, with someone. And don't be boo-boo the fool too early in your, <laughs> your relationship either. Yeah, you, you got to, especially if there are thoughts of taking a next, a next step like moving in with each other or planning for big purchases Ooh, it's like yes you got to be on the same page oh when you're moving in together that is your business yeah you gotta know because when both of those names are on the deed on the the lease uh, problems can come and 100%. you inherit other people's problems exactly and you don't so. want to move in with somebody and you have no idea that their account is negative and you know they have all of these bills piled up that have gone to collections like you want to have that conversation before you make that big step yeah transparency and communication and leading with love and light and honesty yes and I think this country often makes us shy away from, you know, having conversations about finances like, oh, my God, it's not appropriate for you to talk about like money and about how much the other person makes or about, you know, how much uh, you save or how much you, you know, spend on this or on that. It's it's it shouldn't be taboo, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's all the time that we have today for questions. If we didn't get you this time, hopefully we will next time. Uh, I hope that we were able to answer your questions. And before we go, I just want to shout out my girl, Annie. You can follow her on Instagram at Nurtured Strands. That's N-U-R-T-U-R-E-D-S-T-R-A-N-D-S. Her work speaks for itself. She's braided my hair so many times and I've loved it every single time. Um, if you see my hair braided in any of my Instagram pics, that is her work. She is popping. Follow her, book her, like, comment, you know, all that good stuff. And we'll catch you guys next week. All right. We're out. Peace.